from around the world. This is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Chatterbox Audio Theater presents the Callahoney Kids versus the Shadow Monsters, a very nearly scary story with jazz, featuring the lady who lives in the curtains, by Jeffrey Wood. Once upon a time, there were three children, the Callahoneys. Callahoney. Not like honey? Honey, like pony or coney dog, not honey. It's spelled like honey. No, honey, Callahoney. It's Irish. The Callahoneys. That was their last name, and their first names were... <laughs> oh, of course, we're not using their real names, because if I told you their real names, you'd probably look them up in a phone book and call them and ask them which parts of this story are true and which parts are made up, and they'd be so busy answering all your questions They'd that... probably never finish their homework. Right. So, for theatrical purposes, let's just say that their names were Arthur, Maggie, and... Uh, hold on. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. He's changing his name again. He said to call him Conroy. Conroy it is. Arthur, Maggie, and Conroy. And this story starts one day after their parents left them in this big, drafty house they'd never been in before. Honey! Coming! Oh, go. I know, I know. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, yes. Be good. Be good. Be good. What the? Really, that's all that they remember. Were their parents gone on a trip? Visiting relatives? Early Christmas shopping? We're much too young to be left by ourselves. Does seem a tad negligent. We'll have to mention it when we see them next. But that was just the problem. When was next? They didn't know. Next was out there somewhere without one hint as to when it would next show up. In short, they found themselves in much the same predicament as kids at the beginning of a storybook. We open the first page and just find kids in such and such a place where they just were. In fact, where they are. Can we see them leaving again? Maybe we missed something. Certainly. Coming! I know! Oh, 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 yes, yes! Be good! Be good! Be good! Nope. Nothing. That was Arthur. He is the eldest. You can recognize him by his notepad and pencil. Oh, and he also wears glasses. Uh, he liked math and was very bright. Not to say the brightest. But there you are. He would grow up to be an architect. Uh, no, a, roller coasters. An engineer who specialized in building roller coasters as he was quite adept at curvitude and construction. And he did not like his hair to be mussed by adults. Not a bit. Now, Conroy was the youngest. Conroy would grow up to be... He would? Oh, grow up to become a famous football running back. Yes, usually you could find him playing with some sort of ball, basket, base, foot, soccer, tennis. You name it. Unlike his brother, he was still of an age where he rather enjoyed it when people mussed his hair. Forgot racquetballs. And racquetballs. Maggie was neither the youngest nor the oldest. However, she was the princess. She would grow up to be a princess. A princess who ran a costume store for all her adoring subjects. People rarely messed her hair. Because quite often she wore a bow. And people just didn't want to take that risk. Mm -hmm. Oh. Oh, 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 right, right. This is important. <clears throat> As princess, she had princess power. A demonstration. This involves a supergirl stance. A punchy power fist. A very squinchy, serious face. And then yelling out what would absolutely not happen next. And a pinch.
You'd be surprised how useful this was. Uh, you were telling them about the big, drafty house? Mm, right. Besides the kitchen and the three bedrooms, the big, drafty house had one big room with not a lot in it. There is a sofa. And the long, dusty curtains at the window. A lamp that didn't work. Christmas lights that did work. And a radio. No TV! A radio. This radio was always on and would play only one station, the jazz station. Even when you tuned it to another, it would tune itself right back. They tried unplugging it, but it kept right on playing jazz. The only thing that did happen when they unplugged it, some of the Christmas lights would start to blink. Just for a while. And the can opener in the kitchen turned on. But they had no cans to open. Which led Arthur, the eldest, to wonder aloud if we children shall starve. He wondered, but not aloud, as he might scare the other children. What? Oh. Pretty ball. See, it bounces so pretty. Maggie even tried her princess power on the radio. <gasps> <laughs> For a bit. But then the jazz quietly crept back on when she turned her attention elsewhere. <sighs> that was pretty much it for the one big room. Dingling. Oh, the phone. Yes. Donut shop. It's the donut shop. Well, ask if they deliver. They don't deliver. They don't deliver. Oh. We're open 24 He's yelling numbers at me. Can't get the kids to move in across the street. <gasps> The children ran to the big window and opened the dusty curtains. Never had a giant rotating neon donut look so beautiful! So, their days in the drafty house were not altogether unpleasant. They ate donuts from the donut shop so they didn't starve. Having no teacher, they gave each other homework. Maggie would practice writing her numbers. Well, and then Arthur would add them together. Or multiply if it was Thursday. And Maggie let Conroy chew the paper off her crayons. Only if he'd name the color correctly. Mm -hmm. mm. Magenta. <laughs> Every night after homework, they'd have a dance break to work off the donuts and to get themselves good and tired for sleep. But they missed home. They missed their Spider-Man soccer ball. And their little mermaid toothbrush. And their Legos. Little plastic dishes with endless Cheerios. The Cinderella tea set. The minivan. The TV screens in the minivan. Burritos in the car seat. And their sippy cups. Burritos under the car seat. Mom always bought the best juice. Oh, they missed Mom. In short, they, they missed, missed home. And though they didn't talk about it much, they wondered if we'd ever get back. Nonetheless, they readied themselves for bed. They made sure Conroy had his giggy and his passy. And elephant, Jack. Conroy's favorite stuffed elephant. Maggie got her giggy, and though perhaps too old for a passy. She enjoyed one now and again. Hmm. And Arthur. Dude, you forgot the part about the book. Oh, ah, the book. Thank you, Arthur. This book. Boo! Their parents also left them a book. Honey, we're gonna go. Come we're in! Go. I know, I know. Oh, 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 yes! Be good! Be good! Be good! Be good! But when they opened the book... There was only the first chapter. Chapter one. The, the Callahonies! 
And that first chapter only told him what I've just told you. And the rest of the pages were blank. That's dumb. Stupid dumb. Oh, dear. What? I'm afraid we may have fallen out of our story. <laughs> but even though they thought the book's blankness less than helpful, it was their only clue, their only hope, their only hint to where their parents had gone. So, sometimes before bed, after the others had gone to sleep, Arthur would tip-tap-toe back to the big room and check the book again. Just in case some more pages had filled themselves in. Sneak, 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 sneak. Nothing. Mm, sorry. Good night. Good night. And the drafty house fell dark and quiet except for the occasional blink of Christmas lights. And the overnight jazz DJ on the radio. You're listening to WKLH, the schmooze moves of jazz and dippity sliding your way down, all down that deep evening blue. True, my night shades. I'll be groove and straight up 10 o'clock. Do you know where your dreams are? Keep the sheep and count your blessings, babes. Here's a love song for all you jazzy kids out there in Sleepyland. A song for the forgotten to bring home a little nearer tonight. The Big L, remember that? Love. Like a song you have to sing every day or risk losing your word. I don't know if it's this way for any of you, but sometimes at night in a dark, strange, drafty house when your parents are off somewhere, it's not always easy to fall asleep. But the Calahonies were tough kids. They had accustomed themselves to their story, which, after all, wasn't so very bad. They dreamed of their favorite donuts. Chocolate. Colored sprinkle. Jelly filled. Mm, and though it was a drafty house, at least there were no nasty creatures or scary wobblies or horrible uglies. So, after all... I can't sleep. Was I narrating too loudly? You're fine, but I can't sleep. Why not? Because my room's full of shadow monsters. Shadow monsters! Shadow monsters! That's right! Shadow monsters! Dum-dum-dum! <laughs> No one expects shadow monsters. Dun, dun, dun! Monsters of shadow creatures, both shadowy and monstrous and terrifying to children who've never heard of them before. Nothing scary in this house, he says, except shadow monsters. Dun, dun, dun! Now, if there's one thing I know, it's if you don't know what else to say, name a vegetable. And the other thing is never, never, never sleep in a room full of shadow monsters. Dun, dun, bum! Oh, and I'm terribly sorry to have to say this, and it may not mean a thing to you, but if you rearrange the letters in shadow monsters, you get rooster mashdown. Dun, dun, dun! Chill. It should be noted that Maggie hadn't been scared at all. Until everyone started screaming. Screaming! screaming. Oh, Cinderella saved me. So scared was she now. So much so. That she started to cry. Uh, almost. <laughs> a slight snivel. But crying was a thing she'd never do in front of the boys. So she hid her snivel with a slight cough. <coughs> Tell us what happened. Um, said Arthur? Uh, uh, yeah, what happened? But now that everybody had passed that yelling around, yeah. oh. she, Maggie, was far more scared than she had been before, so all she could possibly say before she ran away was... Pickle! But for our audience's sake, what really happened went something like this. This is the very first nearly scary part, especially the sound that's going to happen, so hold on to your snack cakes, kiddos. What's that? 
Shadow monsters! Dun, dun, dun! dun. It was exactly like that, but worse. And so... Huddled in a drafty house. Infested with shadow monsters. The Callahoney kids bundled together for safety on the sofa in the big room. With their flashlights at hand. And occasionally one or the other... Or the other... Click the light on! To keep the shadows at bay. Needless to say, no Callahoney got much sleep that night. Rise and shine, my jazz junkies. Let go and let be and wakey wakey. Word for the day. Sometimes to solve ain't as solvent as saying all is well and shall be. Second star to the left and all that pixie dust. That's it for this cat. I'm signing out. But keep the faith, my pretties. Today's its own chapter, so shine so fine. Roll out and rise. Oh, Conroy, get the phone! I'm too little to answer the phone. Maggie! Okay, okay. Hello? Uh, donuts are ready. Who's gonna go? Not it! Get Not it! Not I hate boys. Little did little Maggie know, standing behind her in the donut line was the very same jazz DJ who talked to them on the radio. <clears throat> Got a dish to cling cling a good what for? A chill. If you've never talked to a jazz man, you should be warned. They don't speak like the rest of us. Very weirdo words like groovitude and hipposphere. It's all dig this and slide and clad and go and kiss Salagone. So the cling clang that he suggested Maggie dish a good what for was simply the donut shop bell. <laughs> Solid sister. Hey, what's your name to whom? Oh, Callahoney. Sorry, not quite awake yet. I was up all night with shadow monsters. Next! Sounds cold, Mamacita, but you mind I drop my tumble two bits? Not having any idea that the jazz man was trying to offer helpful advice, Maggie did what any well-brought-up Callahoney would do, facing a strange jazz man in a donut shop. What? She blinked at him politely, <laughs> then ran away. Of course, had she stayed, all the jazz man was going to tell her was, Imagination! Don't let it run away from you, little sister. From you, with you, over you. No, no. Tail wagging the dog. No, no. Alongside. You gotta make it run alongside. That imagination dig like a fun dog. A, a little red wagon. A helium blue balloon tied to your wrist. Which is the dog? Me or my imagination? Whichever barks best, babe. Together. You know, ride with it. You know, ride, cat. Ride. Back at the house, she told the others what happened. Well, he is a difficult conversationalist. Uh, wait! If she ran away, how did she know what he would have said? Because, Arthur, that night, when you checked the book, there was a second chapter. Look, it's me in line at the donut shop, and I'm waving! Don't let your imagination run away from you. Let it run alongside. I know I'm just a kid, but... What do we do with that? Well, clearly, the shadow monsters are no more than filaments of our imagination. Figments. No, thank you. So, there's nothing to be scared of? Apparently not. Well, 
Good night, then. Good night. Yeah, good night. So it's bedtime. Yep, sleep. Here's your giggy. You got yours? Right here. That's good. I'm glad for you. Me too. Well, as the eldest, I think I'll sleep out here on the sofa just in case anybody gets scared. Right, and I think I'll sleep out here too just in case you get scared. Yeah. I'm scared now! And so the Calahonies huddled together on the dark sofa in the drafty house. And each tried to make their imaginations lay down on the floor. Like a good imagination. Sit. And all go to sleep. This next one goes out to all my donut kid compadres fighting the good fight for sleep in the night. Deep down ease into the warm blanket tide and drift dreamward, my lovelies. All is well and all is well and all is well. Needless to say, say it. Not much sleep the second, Shadow Monster Night. Bum, bum, bum. Tired and irritable than before. This is too scary. Very nearly. And the third Shadow Monster Night. Bum, bum, bum. No matter how they tried to tell their imaginations to sit still, the more their imaginations insisted on running away from them. Dun, dun, dun. Now, if there's one thing I know, it's to go easy on the animal metaphors. But the other thing is that children who don't get proper sleep are cranky. And they were, and there they are. They awoke that morning exhausted and cranky. So cranky, in fact, that when Maggie saw the jazz man in line at the 24-7 donut shop... This time he was ahead of her in line. She pulled his sleeve to tell him how silly his advice had been. Really? Yep. Doesn't sound like me. You were cranky. Ooh. Oh, Calahoni! Fancy our fritter crisscross all over again. Deja, you and me. Serendipitous. Sounds good. I just wanted to say on behalf of my brothers and myself that telling an imagination no hasn't worked out for us at all. Ah, oh, sure. Slim to not. Break down and lingo comprehendo, dig. You can't simply tell your imagination no. You can't? Straight. You gotta give that dog a different bone. Well, this time, please, could we go easy on the animal metaphors? Mm, righteous. It's like, um, ever had a song stuck in your head when you didn't want there? Yes. Well, you, you don't concentrate on not thinking about that song. You, you sing a whole new tune. <laughs> That's the way to fix it, right? Like the hiccups. Exactly. Imagine a completely different samba. Oh, we didn't try that at all. Yeah, check it out. Uh, here, let me pay for this round. We were supposed to pay for these? Uh-oh. Maggie, thrilled with this jazzy explanation, ran back to tell the boys. Well, there's no need. We already read the whole thing. Again, new pages began to fill up with their story in the book their parents had left so that Arthur and Conroy read the jazz man's words at almost the very same time as he was saying them to Maggie. Mm -hmm. That's rude. Rude, but true. So Arthur suggested. Uh, he suggested. Yes, Arthur suggested that they. He suggested that they. Oh! We should think of something else to imagine. Mm. So they did, or they tried all day long. All three of them sat and paced and thought or tried to think of something else to think about the next time they were going to think about shadow monsters. Oh, but then someone would mention shadow monsters. Where? And they'd all go right back to thinking about that. About what? Shadow monsters. Where? Nuts. Then Conroy had a brilliant idea. Seriously? Seriously. Well, I know I'm just a kid, but... Since we're stuck, mm -hmm. 
Maybe we should ask somebody who's lived in a house with, you know what, what it is they think about instead of, you know what. That's it. That's my idea. Ask who? I don't know. Maybe the lady. What lady? The lady who lives in the curtain. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. The lady who lives in the curtains. No one expects a lady to live in the curtains. A drape-dwelling stranger of the feminine persuasion. For you kitties scoring at home, this would be the second very nearly scary part of our story. Again? Again. We haven't escaped the first one. Too bad she's in there. Now, if there's one thing I know, it's never feed a cat cough syrup. But the other thing is that heretofore, neither Arthur nor Maggie had paid much attention to the curtains, let alone the lady who lived in them. But Conroy... Being the youngest, and prone to roll a ball now and again, it had so happened that his racquetball randomly rolled one fateful afternoon under the curtains. And when he pushed them aside to retrieve the ball... There stood a lady. A lady? Yep, I think so. In the curtains? Uh-huh. Those curtains? Maybe. Living there? Yes. Yes, yes. It should be noted, Conroy hadn't been scared of the lady at all. Till everybody freaked out about it. She's living in the curtains. Well, well then she's been watching us. So now Conroy freaked out too? <gasps> Silently to himself. Well, how many times have you seen her? Three times. Four times. No, three. Why didn't you tell us about her? We never spoke. She just sort of waved. Still, you should have told us. Yeah. They're not my curtains. She gave me back my ball. Leave me alone. So, Arthur. No way. Yeah, it's Arthur. No. Very courageously, uh, Arthur. Brandishing a flashlight. Edged toward the curtains. Sneak, 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 sneak. Sneak, 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 sneak. Hey, she's not in there. Of course not. Well, you said she was. Not 24-7. Oh, well, when then? You gotta wait for the shoes. What shoes? Her shoes. What kind of shoes does she wear? Those shoes! Dun, dun, dun! Hey, they're gone. Maybe the screaming scared her. Maybe the screaming scares everybody. So Arthur, being the eldest, came up with a plan. Why do I always have to be the eldest? <clears throat> uh, uh, okay, well, then if I have to say, my, my eldest brain tells me... Traits! Oh, uh, first syllable! Man, sounds like man. Man guy, dude. Sounds like omniscient uh, narrator. Sir! Dude making pancake batter. Sounds like pancake man. Tall pancake man. Man, Mr. Sir. Sir! Second syllable. Guy running. Runner breaking the tape. Oh, winner is the winner. Sounds like winner. Eyeball. Sounds like eyeball. Pancake man wins an eyeball. Sounds like eye. He wins the eyes. He wins the prize. Prize? Put them together. Pancake prize! No, 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 pancake. Surplus prize? Surprise! Surprise! surprise. <laughs> we'll have to surprise her! Said Arthur. The eldest. And so they tried. Sneak, 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 sneak. No dice. <sighs> Huddle. Conroy, you're the smallest. Right. So we'll pretend like we're not looking. Right. And we'll toss you over the top. Right. Break. Wait. Come on. But Conroy, smallest but not stupidest, at the last possible moment, subbed his favorite stuffed animal, Elephant Jack. One, two. Hold on. Switcheroo. One, two, three. Whoa, look at that. Wow. Whoa. Oh, oh, my. Oh, my. oh, whoa. 
brother Conroy, speak to me. What? (gasps) You scared us to death. You're breathing. Not so sure about Elephant Jack. This isn't working. The tossing? No. Maybe, children, you should try knocking. Thanks. Thanks. You're welcome. (gasps) The lady who lives in the curtains. Arthur ran to check the book, and sure enough, there was her chapter title. But the book didn't say what she did next. Just the chapter title. What do we do? No idea. Psst. Oh, yeah. Princess power. You will not scare little children. Whoa, hey. Mercy, yikes. Hold the phone. Easy there, Nellie. This is way too much princess power for this curtain lady. I give surrender mea culpa. You's got me. Who's Nellie? Nellie's the lady who lives in the carpet. What? Back when there was carpet. Oh. There used to be carpet. But the people, you know, they like their hardwood. Throw rug this, throw rug that. Oh, what's a furnishing fairy to do? Sigh. Is that what you are? Where? Here. You, a furnishing fairy. It would be pretty odd to find me in your curtains if I wasn't. So, how's your stay? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Right. We wanted to ask you, since you've lived here longer than we have, what do you do about the shadow monsters? Or maybe you could tell us something extremely interesting to think about instead of shadow monsters. Which monsters are we talking about? The shadowy ones. Oh, dear where are they? Are they here now? Well, they could be, but they're hard to pin down. And they seem to run around more at night. And they make this sound. <laughs> well, kind of like that sound. Yeah, we didn't get a chance to practice it. Yeah, don't laugh at us. How rude. Oh, I'm so very sorry. Not laughing at you. In fact, that is exactly the sound they make with a little bit of this. Stop it! Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, but you must be mistaken. Those aren't shadow monsters at all. You must be talking about my rattle cats. You've got rattle cats? Bunches. I'm so sorry. How many? Don't know. Can't see them. Makes them hard to count. Wish I did know, because then I could buy more cat food. That's why they run around at night, I suppose. Hungry. Poor dears. Chasing the misty mice. Misty mice? Very misty. That's why they're hard to catch. I try to feed the cats properly. As it is, they eat three cans of cat food a day. You don't want to overfeed, but cats really don't want you to underfeed. But I don't really know how many there are. And that crazy can opener, I have to wait for it to come on. And it only does so at the oddest time. So, invisible mice are being chased by cats we can't see? Yep. Only hear them. Purring. No, not so much a purr. More a rattle. Poor thing. Have you tried cough syrup? Never feed a cat cough syrup. Well, how do you know they're cats at all? One, they eat cat food. Eat cat food. Two, they chase mice. Chase mice? Three, you wouldn't happen to have another donut, would you? Of course. And so, the Calahoni kids shared their donut dinner with the lady who lives in the curtains. She favored cinnamon cake. And the kids, feeling much relieved after the explanation about the shadow monsters... Please, rattle cat. Rattle cats. They showed the lady how to unplug the radio to make the can opener work. 
Remarkable! And as the evening wore on, they skipped their dance break and told her all about their parents leaving them in the drafty house. And the book with the appearing mm-hmm. chapters. And the friendly jazz man who was a difficult conversationalist. And how they missed their home. Oh, my, my, my. Well, I'm sure your parents will return soon. Me too. Yes. We hope so. Well... If it's not past your bedtimes, do you think it might cheer you up to come play in the curtains? In there? It's much roomier than it looks. Thoroughly tired and ready for sleep. A sleep that tonight would not be disturbed with thoughts of... Don't! The three Calahoni kids tumbled in a happy heap onto the sofa and fell fast asleep. Deep in the darkest middle of their sleepy night. I got it! No, not the phone. I figured it out. Me too. You wait till it rings and then... It's still dark. Not for long. I just figured out something important. Mm-hmm. You see, every time that guy... What guy? That narrator jazz guy. He keeps on repeating... Now, if there's one thing I know, and then he'll say something weirdo, and then he'll say something about the story. Keep going. But every time he says something weirdo, that turns up in the story. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, well, look, it's in the book. Uh, first time he says, now if there's one thing I know, it's if you don't know what else to say, name a vegetable. Then on the next page it happens. Maggie says pickle. I did not. Look. Oh, that pickle. Go on. Later on, he says, Now, if there's one thing I know, it's go easy on the animal metaphors. Meow. I didn't understand that part. Then what happens? Then that line happens when Maggie's in the donut (laughs) shop. You got it. Ride with it. Last, he says, Now, if there's one thing I know, it's never feed a cat cough syrup. Now you're running alongside. And right after he said it, the lady in the curtain said it. Did she? Yes, I did. So, tonight, when we go back to sleep... Uh Here. Okay. Say this. You know the gig, so work it in. Dig me, Clyde. Doug. down all my hep cats and cool kittens hope your dreams are sweet and your pillows are soft and fine you gotta sleep to dream and dream to imagine something new and beautiful and imagination my lovelies is the better part of knowing dig now if there's one thing i know home oh well my goodness when did the three of you creep down to the couch did you sleep here all night Why didn't you stay in your beds? Mm -hmm. Flashlights? Were we taking a little camping trip in the wild? Or is this a fort I see? A boat? 
No, a submarine. Well, maybe Elephant Jack will tell me. Honey, the pancakes are ready. Go wake the kids. Oh, oh. oh. No, seems we had a little camping trip in the night. Well, then rise and shine, my campers. Grub's ready. Your mother wanted to send me out for donuts, but I haven't flapped a jack in a while. And, well, if there's one thing I know, pancakes make a much better meal for hungry campers. Lamp works! Radio's gone. Oh, no lady? Not even shoes. No cats? We never could see the cats. Oh. Uh, well... Well, I guess we made it. We made it home. <laughs> That's the end. There you go. <laughs> All right, great job, guys. So, to recap, what did you learn? What did we learn? Yeah, yeah, tell everyone something you learned. Can it just be our favorite line? Uh, Maggie, sure. What you learned or your favorite line. Thank you. Uh, Arthur, you're the eldest. Go first. Uh, ah. Don't let your imagination run away from you. Let it run alongside. Oh. <laughs> 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 yes, uh, Maggie? Love is like a song you have to sing every day or risk losing your word. Well, that's not in there. Page eight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Conroy. Um, never feed a cat cough syrup. Okay. okay. Yeah. And thanks to all of you hepcats and cool kittens, how about one last round of slappity-clap for the crazy, the cosmic, the incorrigible, the inflatable catamaraning Calahony Kids. You've been listening to Chatterbox Audio Theater's production of The Callahoney Kids vs. The Shadow Monsters, a very nearly scary story with jazz, featuring the lady who lives in the curtains, featuring Jeffrey Wood as the narrator and the jazz man, John Dylan Atkins as Arthur, Lauren Scott as Maggie, Emily Childers as Conroy, and Alice Berry as the lady who lives in the curtains. Bass by Matt Kerner. Piano by Jeffrey Wood. Sound effects by Chris Jowers. Vocal performances produced by James Antoine. Music produced by John Hilton Smith. Written by Jeffrey Wood. Directed by Alice Berry. This is your announcer, Tom Badgett. Chatterbox Audio Theater is a nonprofit, web based community theater that advances the exchange of ideas by channeling creativity and artistic collaboration into recorded audio works that enlighten, entertain, and inspire. Download our shows, meet our cast and crew, and make a donation to support our work at www.chatterboxtheater.org. The Shah, the wandering warrior of the Chinese Jianghu martial arts world. A ruthless warrior trying to make his mark in life, or a hopeless romantic wanderer trying to find fun and adventure. He is as much a staple of the Chinese adventure story as the knight, the cowboy, the samurai, and the swashbuckler are of the stories of other lands. Bound by his codes of honor and brotherhood, he has given up the traditional communal life of China to seek out something else. Perhaps he is a dreamer. Perhaps he is the second son with no future. And perhaps he is merely bored. In any case, where he goes, trouble will follow. Come to Kung Fu Action Theater, where we tell the stories of these men who made a difference in a China that never was. Kung Fu Action Theater can be found at KFAT. That's K-F-A-T dot Libsyn dot com. Come and be part of the adventure of the martial world. You're listening to the Mutual Audio Network.